It's March, and you know what that means. Apple Spring Event is upon us. What will Apple reveal? A new iPhone? New iPads? What's going to happen with the Mac? It's our preview of Apple's big event right here on the Macworld Podcast. Stay with us. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. So we're recording this on Tuesday, March 1st, and rumor had it that Apple would have an event on possibly March 8th. So the theory is that Apple would send out invites a week before that. But as we're recording this, Apple has not announced an event. Yeah, we usually get invitations um, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, which is the time of the event a week later. and that came and went and nothing happens. Um, that doesn't mean there isn't one on March 8th, but it means that Apple is doing things a little bit differently than they normally have in the past. Yeah. The last, uh, event, the, the October, what was it called? Unleashed. Unleashed. Uh, that was, they, we, the announcements for that came out six days before. Um, so we, we could get in an, an event, uh, invite tomorrow or even the next day. And it'd still be the 8th, or they could do it on the 9th. They do Wednesdays sometimes, or it could be the week later. We always kind of, in our you know little Macworld chats, thought it, March 8th was a little bit early, because usually yeah. they have it later March or maybe even April. And now, with the state of the world, <laughs> like who knows what yeah. Apple is going to do or not do. And as we'll talk about later, the products that are coming out can come out whenever. There's nothing here that needs to release like right now or on a specific date or tied to an OS release or anything like that. So this is all very fluid. Yeah. uh, The last couple of spring events have been in April. Um, uh, There's last year was April 20th, late April. That was the latest spring event they've ever had. Uh, 2020, there wasn't one. They just updated the website with a couple of new things. And then the they, the ones the couple of years before that were all late March. Yeah. It hasn't been early March since we looked it up. 2015 was the last time it was like second week of March. That, that was the Apple Watch, which we had already seen in September, but they gave us like the specs and the prices and all that stuff. Right. They announced it, but they didn't like, yeah, it wasn't ready to ship. That was, it was like a tease of sorts. Right. Uh, and then, you know, it was also a new MacBook and uh, they released iOS 8.2 and, you know, stuff like that. So 8.2 sounds sounds so quaint now. I know, doesn't it? (laughs) It was an early date anyway. It was just such a firm rumor from multiple sources. Yeah, he, uh, German repeated it numerous times Mm -hmm. in his write-ups, including like this past weekend. So he was pretty sold on it being March 8th, you know. Uh, now that Jim uh, or, or Loop Insight isn't working anymore, so maybe uh, we won't get those those confirmation uh, posts that we used to get from Jim. Well, regardless of when the event happens, there probably will be an event yeah. within the next month or so. Yeah, maybe I would within. think so. There's a lot to announce to wait just until uh, WWDC for stuff. Yeah, that's a long time yeah. to go between announcements. I mean, the last product announcement was, what, November? Uh, late October, yeah, yeah. The the Max, the M1 Pro, uh, MacBook Pro was October, late late October in 2020. They did announce an iPhone SE, the first of this model iPhone SE that came out in April. 
And then like a week later, the iPad Pro was updated with the Magic Keyboard. So they they have done, you know, relatively important announcements outside of events when there are, you know, extenuating circumstances. We haven't had an in-person event since 20, uh, September or October of 2019. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a it's been a long time since Apple gathered journalists in and uh, in, in, in Apple Park. I was almost ready to call this event the iPhone SE event, but I don't know if that that might be jumping to conclusions there. I mean, that's the most likely product. Well, spring was when Apple introduced the iPhone SE. Yeah, the first time the the original model came out, I think, alongside the iPhone 6s in September, way back when. And then, yeah, this newer one came out two years ago in April. And then they haven't touched it since. So it's been two years since they, like, there hasn't even been like a spec update or a new storage or anything. So if they follow the same cadence, it'll be April, March, April. But, you know, it's, it's the iPhone SE. So it doesn't necessarily need to come out with anything else. Right. The i the first iPhone SE, um, came out it did come out in march it was 2016 but it was oh, a march it was, event. okay yeah okay so they've always been a spring so march is the se month and that was yeah and it was everybody was talking about how it was way overdue for the second generation one because that was 2016 yeah it was, like, <laughs> it was years yeah. yeah it was three years old and, and then they seem to be settling into an every other year cadence with it which makes sense which makes sense that should kind of should be yeah um and we're expecting this one to be almost just like the current one. Like, still looks like an iPhone 8. Mm-hmm. Still has Touch ID and stuff. It's just they're going to slap the A15 in there. They always put the latest processor in there. It'll have a better camera. Maybe because of a better sensor and stuff, maybe it's just better processing. Yeah, still single camera based on yes. the rumors. Still and single and the same front camera. Yeah, but... The rear camera is allegedly getting night mode, which is notably missing from this current model. So that's a big right. deal in that price range, I think. Apple's night mode is excellent for low light stuff. And it's if you if you take a low light picture with the iPhone SE, it's terrible. Yeah. So um, that, that'll be a great, even if the camera is otherwise essentially the same, that alone is a great upgrade. Right. Even if the hardware is the same, it'll have improved yeah. processing uh, from two of generations yeah. better processor. For sure. And it might be, it might get a bump in in the specs. I don't, what is it, a 12 megapixel now? Oh, I guess it's the same. So it's been 12 megapixels for a long time. Yeah, yeah. iPhones have and stuff. But just, or, and just generations of sensors, just more sensitive, like even at the same size, better buffering and all kinds of stuff. It'd be nice if that got an improvement. What we're really expecting it to be is pretty much the iPhone SE we have now, except two generations better processor. And that means 5G. Right. That's the big addition, 5G, which um, there's some talk and speculation and scuttlebutt about the pricing of this thing. But if it keeps, if it starts at $399 mm. for the 5G model, that is uh, by far the cheapest 5G model. Right now, that would be the iPhone 12 mini, which is 600 So 400 bucks for a 5G yeah. phone. Uh, now the, there's a couple of caveats there. Will it have ultra wideband, yeah. or will Apple just do that sub six as they call it, which is the basically just like enhanced LTE, enhanced 4G? I think it'll have exactly what it has in the other in the uh, higher models, uh, other A15 based models, 
ultra wide band in the US, sub six everywhere. Yeah, maybe. Um, a lot of the, uh, the the cheaper Android phones they don't have ultra wideband. A lot of the yeah. more expensive Android phones don't have ultra wideband either, for that yep. matter. Yeah. So they could do that, but I think Jason's probably right. Like it would be, that's not really Apple's thing to make people understand real, real minute technical terms. So I think it's a lot easier for Apple to just say, yeah, it has five G. The only sticking point I could see would be if the iPhone eight's body prohibits them from doing what they need to do with antennas to support ultra wideband. Maybe. Yeah. And it was never designed for that. Um, mm-hmm. If that's the sticking point, there's, there's no technical reason why. I mean, if it's the a 15 SOC, it's the whole, it's the whole a 15 internals, like, right. They're not going to slap in a different modem or soft disable ultra wideband or anything like that. Unless right. there's some other reason. Uh, there was a rumor a few days ago that, uh, the price could go down to two ninety nine. Like, yeah, that's one of those rumors that were like one an analyst said that. I think what might be happening there, because German talked about it as well, is that the current model will still be offered, but get a price cut, which th- which is where the two ninety nine price comes in. And I think honestly, if Apple were to do that, that's per- that's a perfectly viable phone in twenty twenty two. For for three hundred bucks, yeah, the an A thirteen is we just said it's faster yeah. than an S Galaxy S twenty two, right? Please don't send me any more tweets about that. Jason's only kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It is, no, but no. there are other plenty of other reasons. <laughs> right, it's right. not a better phone, um, but it's you know if the new model still it's the same screen, Touch ID, all that other stuff, and the camera is only better because of better processing and all that. Then really, there's not much reason not to keep selling that model, especially if you're still manufacturing A13s for Apple TVs or something like that, right? If you can cut a hundred bucks off of that, or God, even better, 150, that just opens up a whole new world of possibility for some of these markets where Apple just really can't get a foothold because a premium phone is a US $300 phone. And what people, entry-level stuff that people buy are like a hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean the the design is very old, but a lot of people like that. They like the home button. They like that kind of retro look. And otherwise, as Jason was just saying, it's a it's really a very good phone. I, I I have one here that I use occasionally, and I mean it's it's great. The screen's small, of course, but the processor is you know Apple optimizes the the, the heck out of iOS, so a two year old processor still feels very fast. And for Apple, you know I. They always need their margin, and I, I, but I think it's worth sacrificing some margin on these really low end pro- products just mm-hmm. because you get people in the ecosystem. You get them, you know, they become services customers at some point in the future, right? Yep. They they become attached to their Apple ID. They become attached to how their data is kept. Their next phone's an iPhone. Yep. When they step up later, when they start buying more services, their Apple services and so on. So, you know, as a long term play. Coming in with a less expensive iPhone is a smart. Now, we haven't, uh, we should be clear that we haven't heard any rumor that Apple's actually planning to do this. It's just the speculation of people in the know who are like, you know what they should do? They should yeah. really keep the old, <laughs> old iPhone yeah, there, SE around. There, there's, there's that. And, you know, there's really no kind of um, precedent with the iPhone SE because the iPhone SE, the first one, was on shelves for four years. They never updated it, so they couldn't sell an older one because there wasn't one to sell. 
And now we have this one. So this third one, they could say, all right, this is $399 and, and this one's now $299, which would make that phone just super compelling for people who don't have a ton of money to spend but do want a great phone. So kind of tying, Jason, you were talking about bringing new customers in to the services through this cheaper phone. So the low-end SE is available at 64 gigabyte. You think they would shrink that down to 32? Uh, I mean, if they were trying to cut the the price even further, but I think from a manufacturing standpoint, like not changing what they're doing now, just cranking them out and selling them a hundred bucks cheaper. I mean, Lord knows what the margin is now that they've recouped that they're now that they just manufacture them on mass and it's done. I mean, if they're still making iPhone eight bodies for the new iPhone SE, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say how it, how it all works out, especially in today's global supply chain weirdness where, you know, if anything, the prices of everything are going up sometimes just because they can sometimes for good reason. I'm sure they have a bunch of 32 gig hard drives and iPod touches that no one's buying. <laughs> they could just take from there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it worked that way, it's, it's, that's that the flash is sort of integrated yeah, no, in the, on the motherboard, but it's it may be as simple as just not slapping on the other chip and not you know who knows. So that's the iPhone. So there's possible also we could see a new iPad Air. Yeah, that's another pretty solid one that you can bet on. So the iPad Air, it's been now eighteen months, sixteen months, something like that, since it was updated. In between there, the iPad Mini got updated, and so that's basically what it's going to be. So we're, talk, we're looking at the A15, like the iPhone SE is going to get the newer processor, better front camera with center stage, which is the thing that follows you around when you're on FaceTime and other apps. Uh, maybe a better camera, you know, a better, a better rear, a better rear camera. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it'll be the same hardware and better processing. I mean, they'd already got, it was the first one to get sort of a new design update where yeah, they, they got, got rid of the, the bezels the and they got Pro Touch ID yeah. in the home button stuff. Think of it, it's a processor bump, and then you get better camera processing and stuff with that. So it's a processor bump, and they'll switch the camera to the 12 megapixel ultra wide. Yeah. The center stage. And it'll also get 5, 5G, like right. the mini gun. Because everything with this processor gets, it's all integrated. It gets 5G. Same body, maybe new colors. We don't know what that's, what, what Apple will do there. Uh, same price, five five ninety nine. The iPad mini, right? I'm sorry, the iPad Air. It's the one that I would recommend to anyone to buy if they're looking for really any kind of tablet. It's the right size. It's, yeah, the only thing a, I don't like about it right now is it's so is it's it's so it, old that it's yeah. it's falling behind in in processor and all that stuff. Like at its price, you know. But it, it is sort of the sweet spot between capabilities and design and performance and all that other stuff. Most people don't need a pro. You get almost a pro. Yeah, I mean, I I wrote about earlier this week or last week, I forget, about Apple products that they just shouldn't make anymore. And I included the 11-inch iPad Pro in that because it's so close to the iPad Air. Yeah, just make the big iPad Pro. Yeah, like I don't know what the point, like what you're gaining by going to the 11-inch iPad Pro over the iPad Air. Slightly better display, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to compare. Well, I mean, it's a much faster processor, but like who who needs that? It's an iPad, right, right. (laughs) It's not a Mac. Like you're not going to see that in day-to-day use. There are people who do their video editing on an iPad, but- how many, right? Right. The display is better. You know, you get that kind of HDR display and stuff. But yeah, it's well, the, it's the, not the, a... 
the HDR, I think, is just 12.9 inch. I don't even know. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it's just yeah. that they probably will bring that this year. Yeah, it's uh, Apple is kind of funky with their iPad updates and their iPad lineup. But uh, A15, new camera, new front camera, and um, 5G makes makes the makes the iPad Air, you know, where it should be. And the other potential is a new 10th generation regular iPad, the, the entry-level iPad, which again... No significant changes. It already got the the yeah that was only updated in, with this in September. Change. That seems unlikely now. Probably like fall. That yeah. was just updated. Yeah, uh, it might be the, uh, with the Apple Watch. But if anything, that would just be a processor update. Yeah, that's what the rumors are already saying. That one more year of that same old design home button design, mm-hmm. and then it'll get the iPad Air treatment. Which, if that happens, then everything's very confusing. Because if yeah. there's a 9.7 inch bezel list and then a 10. Well, I don't think it would be 9.7. I think the difference between that and the air would be processor, storage, and then maybe things like display quality and stuff. But they're not going to, you know, change that. Yeah, right. 10.2. That's that's what it is. Yeah, it'll, it'll be that. I, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, but it's, it's, it would be very close. And, you know, let's face it, most. Most people who are buying an iPad aren't look aren't diving that deep into the specs. It was for a long time before they changed the iPad Airs setup. Like the, all, all those old original iPad Airs were just kind of just like the entry level iPads, like they except faster. So it, we'd be back in that situation again. But it, the the original the entry level iPad is in desperate need of an update. It's now the only thing left that supports the first generation Apple Pencil. Mm-hmm. And it's and has the home button and stuff. You know, it's it's time. It's the only iPad that has lightning still, right? Because it has yeah, it has that uh, first that generation too, yeah. iPad. Yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like I said, the rumors say at least another generation. So we're probably looking at next September twenty twenty three, which is oof, is that's that's a long time. But for some reason, they update the processor on that regularly, but nothing else. That's the yeah. only iPad that gets updated on a yearly cadence. It's very strange. The one that people probably care least about as far as A14, A15, A, well, it's not A14, it's 12, 30, it's a couple of generations behind. Right. But um, the iPad Air is the one that should have been updated in September and it wasn't. Do we know which iPad is the top selling iPad? We do not. Yeah, I would imagine yeah, they it won't is tell us. the entry level iPad. Because it's the cheapest. The cheapest and it just... As a consumption device, it's just fine. It's just like you want that thing you can give to your kid in the back seat when you you're driving in the car for a long time or whatever. I mean, you're not going to spend a lot of money. It does everything they want to do. Yeah, so updating it with the latest and greatest isn't a priority. Yeah, well, and it's not even like what did it get? It went to a a fourteen this year or something. It, it's not the latest. It's the it's like yeah. It's always a step back. Yeah, but they're still doing it every year. It's very strange. Right, and that's the iPad they distribute. Education. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's an important model. So those are the products that we think are definitely going to be released. And then there's some products that we're not quite sure the timing seems right. So uh, last year, last year at the spring event, we got the 24 inch iMac redesign. Like, the, like that was like the star of that show. It was that it was AirTag. Something else came out at that time. Last April. Uh, the new Apple TV. There was the new Apple TV. There was the new there. There was the new iPad Pros. There were the new iPad Pros. There was the the twenty four inch iMac. 
the Apple TV, the new Apple TV, 4K, and AirTags. And purple iPhones. Purple iPhone 12. <laughs> so yeah, so that that like that's a that's a solid event. Right now, the second generation iPhone SE and a second generation iPad Air is not worthy of like a, 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 a you know an invitation. Especially if they're not changing the SE. If it's it's yeah, still right. this iPhone 8 it's body. This, right, basically just a refresh. When they move to the iPhone 10R 10S slash you know, mm-hmm. design at some point and put face ID in it and stuff. That'll be a bigger deal. Sure. For sure. So the question is like, what's the linchpin product here? So everyone's thinking maybe the 24, I'm sorry, the 27 inch iMac There's could that. do it. MacBook Air? MacBook Air would be a huge one because yeah. that's supposed to get a massive redesign. And the uh, M2. Maybe, and the Mac Mini and the M2, right, the M2 chip could make an appearance here too. Yeah. The there is uh the Mac Mini is due for an update, and that also that that higher end version is still Intel at the moment. Yeah, that uh, would the Mac, be um, the M1 Pro or Max. M1 Pro, right? With the same thing with the twenty seven inch iMac, they're they're supposedly getting the 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 same or similar M1 Pro M1 Max chips. So that those are the other products out of those three. As Jason said, the MacBook Air makes the most sense, like thematically. Because this is a consumer-ish event, and the the twenty-seven inch iMac is probably three thousand dollars, and it's that's that's it's, it doesn't really match up. Timing-wise, too, the current MacBook Air is hasn't been updated since fall twenty twenty, so it's been it'll be a year like a, coming on a year and a half. Yeah, that makes the most sense. But you would think we would hear more about that. We have it, right? I mean, we've heard persistent rumors over the last what twelve months. But nothing solid from anybody. That's the most like, solid thing is there were three Macs entered into the Eurasian database for you know uh, Bluetooth and radio frequency stuff and everything. So there was a regulatory database that they were updated, and that that could happen anywhere from like a month before its release to sometimes several months or even something's been a year. I think I think AirTags or something was like a year, but. That's usually our best indication that something's coming up. Uh, Macs are often brought up at WWDC because developers use Macs. Particularly the the Pro models. Yeah, especially the Pro models. So, you know, maybe that's a good reason why MacBook Air is ready to go. Yeah. And if that happens, then that means we get the new chip, Mm -hmm. which we also haven't heard a ton about. Like we knew the M1 was coming at WWDC. Like we had heard a lot about that. Mm-hmm. The, like we've heard a lot about the M2. Like it's not like there aren't any rumors, but it just doesn't seem like it's the kind of rumors that suggest it's ready to release next week. They've been pretty good about keeping some of this stuff quiet though. That, sure. Uh, with the M1 Pro and Max, we only knew they were working on a higher end chip because of course they had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we had no idea there were two of them. That was True. a big surprise. We were all like, wait, there's a Pro and a Max? Like we were... I'm, it's kind of a 50-50 odds kind of situation now. I really don't know yeah, what we're going to hear. It also feels weird that they would wait and then there's, that's too much for WWDC. Like several Macs and and all the OS stuff. Like that's that's a lot. Yeah, I always assumed WWDC would just be like a sneak peek at the Mac Pro and nothing else. Right. And, just the, and all the OS stuff. Yeah, they could save the M2 Max for the fall again too. It could be a two-year cadence. Oof. Like there's nothing Please wrong no. with the M1. No, 
You want one? Yeah, I want them to keep keep up the pace on this stuff. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, supply chain stuff has thrown all of this into flux. I mean, the iPads are still not readily stocked at most places. They're still trying to catch up with that stuff. Even the 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pro, they're only just now starting to get to a level where you can buy one and get one like next week or you know a couple of days, whatever it is. So supply chain is definitely having an issue. And um, it's also you know timing and, and sales and all that cyclical stuff. And now that Apple controls everything, they can basically do whatever they want. Like they, they're not beholden to Intel schedule or roadmap or anything like that. But it seems like to have an event for only two devices. That would be the most most depressing event ever. (laughs) There's also the issue about services. Like the last couple of times they've done something in March, they've they've had some sort of services thing. They'll talk about Apple TV Plus. They did like the Apple Card stuff last year. It's not Mm -hmm. always big news. It's, It's often kind of small stuff, but... Now they've got, you know, TV plus and fitness plus and music and news and, you know, and news is due for some sort of uh, announcement that makes everyone care about it again. Like um, they, they did the bundle that, although that, that wasn't announced in the spring. I don't think when was Apple one announced? It was, it was, it was at the iPhone event in 2020. Right. Yeah. There's always some sort of services component in the spring. And depending on how big that is, that helps flush out whatever event you're doing. Yeah, last year they did the Apple Card family uh, sharing thing. Yep. So that's, you know, it's a couple minutes. Again, a new Apple TV show, iPad Air and iPhone SE, still not still not no. quite there. <laughs> Missing something. <laughs> Don't be showing off Coda during the event. Yeah, well, hey, kudos to them. They just won a big award. Uh, the iPad Pro could also make an appearance with the iPad Air because that's another small update. That's probably, but that's also the M2. And now we're talking about the chip right. again. Yep. So you because you can't do that until the Macs get the M2 chips. So that's that's also dependent on. So it's either going to be a huge event or a terrible event. <laughs> There's no really no in between. And then we'll probably see announcements for the release of the next versions of iOS, iPadOS, macOS. Yeah, fifteen point four. I don't know if they're actually have a dedicated section where they go over that stuff, but there's a lot in them. There's a lot. There's a lot. These are like the big. The big mid-cycle updates. Yeah. I'm shocked that there hasn't been a press release yet. They usually come out with something to kind of tease it. My guess is when they arrive, there will because, as Jason said, there's a lot here. There were, yeah, there was only press releases for a couple of the damage control things. Like there's some changes to how AirTags operate to help improve the security with, you know, personal security. I should say, not technical security. They issued a press release saying, "Hey, here's the things we're doing." soon and that's it coming in 15.4 and then they're doing some stuff later this year there hasn't been a lot of other stuff but there's quite a number of features in this from Uh, i'm just looking up 14.5 got a press release but that was also tied to the event so it could be it could be that where they're waiting for the event to come out i don't think they talked about 14.5 at the event but they still released the uh because that was unlocked with Apple Watch, the face, the mask stuff. Like there was some stuff mm-hmm. in that that was important, just like this one. Uh, uh, 15.4 is, I can't remember a bigger mid-cycle update. This, this is, there's a lot of stuff inside this. The features that we were waiting for, new features um, for all of the, all of the, uh, uh, on Mac, iPad, and iPhone. 
Are we going to see a universal control? Yeah, demo? that's the that's the big one. Universal control is the that's, fun one. Yeah, if you are a an iPad and Mac user, that's the big. Technically, yeah, which it'll go between two Macs too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did that in the in the demo, but I think there's fewer of those people. <laughs> there's a new Siri voice. There's emojis. There's notes in iCloud Keychain and. Uh, unlock with Matt with with the face mask on. Yeah, there's a, an Apple Card widget. There's the, uh, there's a framework to allow your iPhone to read tap to pay devices and tap to pay credit cards without an extra dongle or anything. Without anything, just like you just touch your if you have a tap to pay credit card, you can just tap it to the back yeah. of your iPhone and away you go. Um, it'll be it requires support. It's a framework and it requires support from third parties and Stripe will be the first, but you know, Square and all those other guys are mm-hmm. anxious to go. Cause I mean, they sell little readers and, and that's not where they make their money. They'd much rather not sell you. Right, yeah. Most of them are free with the service anyway. So yeah, they'll be, the, the, there's great, one that's free and the, like the, that. the non tap to pay one is free. The swiping one is free. And then the one, if you okay. have to insert chip cards or tap and pay is like, I don't know, 30 bucks or something like that. Right. 50 bucks because I mean, it's basically a cost. They just want you to use the service. So that'll come out. That The framework will be enabled probably in 15.4. That is kind of a beta of it. Yep. And it's in testing now. And Stripe is already running its own beta using that. So that's what, it's, yes, it's what I mean. It's moving right along, yeah. What else? You guys have any dark horse, uh, out of the blue kind of uh, predictions for what could be announced at the event? I'm going to say my, my dark horse at every single event until it, until it comes out is a standalone Apple display. That is totally a WWDC thing. That seems like it's completely... Well, I'm not... Not a five thousand dollar one. I want like a no, like yeah, a two thousand dollar one. The like a replacement for that Thunderbolt display, high end but affordable. Yes, I think that happens together with this high end redesigned Mac Mini, and I think that is th- those two things together sound like such they absolutely a WWDC do, yeah. Yeah, package because sure. it's like this is what developers want, right? They want high end Macs and they want headless Macs that they can stick in closets and attach multiple displays to. And here's a cool display we have. And yeah, you know, that's what I think is coming when I think it's coming. I should say, uh, as far as dark horse things, like it would be a service thing. It would be something that, that doesn't leak that can't leak. Uh, like none of us kind of expected the Apple card family stuff. Not that that was a big deal. It's just like, came out of nowhere yeah I, um, iCloud plus was another one that came out of nowhere yeah fitness plus was always just assumed that they would yeah be happening but we didn't when they announced it and it came out we were like oh that's it they have a whole fitness videos thing okay <laughs> you know so it'll be something like that i don't think they're working on a new service but updates to significant updates to current services fitness plus was was announced outside of an event for whatever reason it was it was it was in december it was late but yeah, we could. Uh, any of those are, are fair game. The fitness thing is particularly interesting because Peloton's been seriously struggling lately. Yeah. So I wonder if Apple will maybe lean into that a little bit. I don't think they're going to come out with a bike, but maybe yeah. they'll they'll lean into that a bit more. People have been saying they should buy Peloton, and I'm like, well, it's too late. I mm-hmm. I, I made that argument like three years ago. It was like Apple should buy these companies: Peloton, Dark Sky, and I can't remember the other one. They did buy Dark Sky like like six months after I said that, and then. Peloton at the time was like the Apple of fitness bikes. 
It was this beautiful, nicely designed bike. It was all about this great service and it built a community around it and all this other stuff. And they didn't have Fitness Plus yet. And I was like, this is what they need. Like the Apple Watch is all about fitness. They need to extend it this way. Now they have their own Fitness Plus service and Peloton is like, nobody really needs the Peloton bike anymore. Now there's a million other competitors that are cheaper. They don't have the service and all that stuff, but now Peloton's struggling to keep people. Well, uh, not so much to get new people, yeah. Right. They they grew very fast. Right. And it's during the off. pandemic, yeah. and then they 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 kind of plateaued. Right. By the way, just for for posterity, Yelp was the other company you said that. That's right, Yelp. I still think they should buy Yelp. <laughs> they should buy Yelp. I, I use Yelp all the time. <laughs> I, I I do too, kind of, because I have to, and I hate it. And that's what they. That's the missing part of Apple Maps to me. Right. Like actual, actual real reviews and all this other stuff. And, and they do something that others don't do, which would be a real feather in Apple's cap was they do all this stuff about like actually contacting businesses and booking appointments and all this other stuff. Uh, it might be too much. It might, it might be getting into areas Apple doesn't want. We have noted this before in previous podcasts that at Apple events, they like to ramp up their announcements. So they always start off with like a service iPhone. Their, right. <laughs> or, there were rumors of new cases, so that'll probably be revealed. Oh yeah, spring color spring color cases is totally gonna happen. In fact, I think the color list like leaked out recently. Cases, yeah. Sometimes those announce I'm sorry, those release without actually even saying anything. They just pop up on the website the same day as the event. So I don't know if they'll draw attention to that. But yeah, we did get that purple iPhone last year. Maybe there'll be a new color. That's a nice way, a nice easy way to kind of inject some excitement into a mid the mid cycle. I think we'll definitely see uh, new episodes of Time to Walk and Time to Run. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the perfect thing for them to like lead yeah. use as a lead into their major announcements yeah. and their service related. Had it out with some celebrity names and. Yeah. Right. And then uh, my dark horse is uh, Air Power. They're bringing back Air Power. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. I don't know. I mean, now it seems like they could actually do it relatively easily. I mean, there are companies that are pretty close to it, not with like the integration with the phone and the animations and the stuff, but there are charges that do that. Now. They went the other way, though. Apple went from, we want to make a device where you can put it anywhere on the pad to we're sticking in magnets so it sticks it right where it needs to be. <laughs> Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 782. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.